but let's pray guys <clears throat> dear kind and heavenly father thank you for waking us up this morning thank you for giving us life lord so many of us haven't slept yet so we're asking for you to give them rest give them peace um, settle their minds father so that they can truly find a sense of quietness a sense of comfort lord we're asking that in this time that you be with those who are near and dear to us who are broken hearted who are suffering from a loss who are suffering from um being away from their loved ones for whatever reason that may be lord we're also raising up chelsea who is worried about the birth of her baby father comfort her be with her we're praying for a healthy baby and a healthy mum and as we go into the live today, we're praying that this devotion touches someone who desperately needs it, who needs a sense of reassurance, a sense of um, belonging. I ask that you do this and you honour that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. Let's get started. We are on day two. <laughs> we're on day two of the book. I don't know what it is, man. I've just got a feeling this year is going to fly by. Is it just me? Is it just me, guys? But I've got a feeling that this year is literally going to fly by. So, okay, we are back in First John, but I'm going to do a little bit of what I would do if I was studying, guys, with you. A little study with you as well on it so we're back in first john i did read this verse yesterday but as i said i'm going to show you where um how beautiful the bible is <laughs> when it goes to explain the same verse in another area of the bible so the title for today is we are purified as christ is pure how do you become purified through christ how do you start having pure thoughts and pure ideas and a sense of being refreshed, renewed. How do you get that purification? Through Christ, guys. We can't make ourselves pure. We can't, you know, go and wash in any sea and become pure. You know, we can only become purified, renewed, strengthened in Christ. Where's the proof? The proof is in 1 John 3 verse 3 and it says this, it says, and every man that hath hope, every man, woman, human that has hope in him, every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. How do we become purified? By having the hope in Jesus Christ, that he can do it. Sorry, guys, I have to say this. The enemy is so clever sometimes, or he tries to be, right? In that, as I said to you, God says, come to me, I will purify you. All you have to do is just think of me, that I can do it, and it's done. All you have to do is have the thought in your mind that it is possible that I can purify you and it shall be done. It says every man that hath this hope, you only have to have the hope that he can do it. You are purified, right? You have to have the hope in Christ. But the enemy will say, no, just think happy thoughts and you'll be purified. Just manifest happy thoughts and it works. Just manifest this. No, it has to be from the source, 
The source is what matters, where it's coming from. You can't just put it out into the universe and get happy thoughts and get hope and get peace. You have to direct it somewhere. You know, we we get a plug, right? You don't just put the plug into the universe and say, right, I'm manifesting electricity to come into this plug. If you did that, people would look at you funny. They would say, baby, you ain't going to get much electricity by doing that. You have to plug the plug into a socket. Why? Because that is where the source is. That is where the electricity is. You can't just sit there and go, right, I'm going to think on positive thoughts and just put it out there into the universe. Who's going to catch that? Who is going to catch it? You have to direct it to the source. Okay, so I'm going to repeat it again. The verse says this, 1 John 3, verse 3, and every man that hath this hope. What is the hope? In Jesus, in him purifieth himself. You actually purify your own self by just having the hope in Christ. Because why? Even as he is pure. He's pure. Think about him. You will be pure. So we're back in First John. As I said, we read this yesterday. We read from verse one down to we read we read quite a bit yesterday. But I'm just going to go back over verse three. It says this: and every man that have this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now, guys, because this is a study Bible, um, what that means is that you can. I'll give you an example. You can see here there are um, there's another scripture down the side here. And what that does is it tell it sends you to another point in the Bible to get clarification. Because you might read this verse and go, huh? That don't make no sense to me. So it sends you to another point to find clarification. Now you can see here that there is no verse, there is no, there is no um other verse to go to. But I already know through the um, study text that's over here that if you look at 3 verse 3, you can go to 1 Peter 1 verse 22 or Revelation 7 verse 2 and 3 to get more evidence or more clarification of what we have read. What have we just read? And every man that hath this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. So let's go to first Peter. First Peter 1 verse 22. <clears throat> first Peter 1 verse 22. We are here. Are you here? Okay, so it says this. It says, seeing ye have purified your souls. How do you purify your souls? In obeying the truth through the spirit. What did we just read, guys? So this hope that we're meant to have, what is really another word for hope? <laughs> and every man that hath hope, what's another word? First Peter is telling us there's another word for hope. What is it? Have you caught on to it? Have you seen it yet? Or do you want me to read it again? I'm going to read it again. It says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love. What is another word for the hope? 
obeying. James, let me do it again for you, honey. <clears throat> let's let's use the Bible. Let's use the Bible. Let me do it again for you, my love. First John three, three says this. Yeah, I'm going to do it again for you. <clears throat> this is how we study, guys. This is how we study. And as I said to you, the Bible is so amazing that you don't need to sit there and think, okay, if one verse says this, then there's nowhere else in the Bible that can give you an explanation as to why that verse is saying that. It always repeats itself and expands. It's repetition and expansion, repetition and expansion. So you can go from one verse to another verse to another verse and get even more and more clarification. Okay. And I'm just trying to prove that point with this one. It says in verse three of chapter three, first John, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Every man that hath this hope. What is that hope? Well, when we go to First Peter, it says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying. So it's not just having hope. You are purified through obeying guys I said to you the number one thing that God wants more than anything else the number one thing that God wants more than anything else is our obedience he's saying seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit onto unfeigned love of the brethren see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently yeah. See that you love each other with a pure heart fervently. And again, if you're still not sure, we can go to the study version, down, the study text down here and we can read it. What does this text mean? It says under the inspiration of the spirit. What spirit are we talking about? What spirit are we talking about? Under the inspiration of the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yes, James, the Holy Spirit. So under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul represents Christians. How does he represent them? As those who have purified their souls in obeying the truth. Who becomes a Christian? Those who purify themselves. How do you purify yourselves? By obeying the truth. How is the truth delivered to you? Through the Holy Spirit. It says, just in accordance with the faith and love we bring into our work will be the power brought into it. Let me say that again. Just in accordance with the faith and love we bring into our work will be the power brought into it. No man can create faith. Do you remember we had this discussion yesterday? No one. No man can create faith. Not even the devil himself can create faith. All the devil does, we said this many times, guys, all he does is delay, obstruct, he avoids, he doesn't do anything. He can't create even a thought. He can't even create a speck of dust. He cannot create anything. He says no man can create faith. He can't put faith in you. He can't make you be unfaithful even, right? He can't create anything. So it says the spirit 
operating under and enlightening the human mind creates faith in God. Let me repeat that. The spirit operating upon and enlightening the human mind creates faith in God. So when people say to me, this is why when people say to me, I want to get closer to God. I want to have a relationship with God. I'm thinking about seeking God. When you say that, that thought, according to the Bible, has been put in there by the Holy Spirit, because you cannot create the faith needed to want to pursue after God. You cannot create the faith needed because the only way you can actually believe in God is if you listen to the spirit that puts the faith in your head. If you don't listen to it, then you're going to carry on doing what you're doing because it says the spirit operating upon and enlightening. It will enlighten you. It will guide you. It will show you the truth, but only you can pick up the truth and apply it. It says enlightening the human mind creates faith in God. How do you get faith in God? You obey the Holy Spirit. How do you get faith in God? You follow the truth. You're leaded by the Holy Spirit, guys. It says in the scriptures, faith is stated to be the gift of God. Powerful unto salvation, enlightening the hearts of those who search for truth as for hidden treasure. You know, sometimes I think pride makes people sit there and go, well, if he's real, why doesn't he just show up? Why don't he just show up to me? Because I'm big and bad and he must bow down to me and tell me about myself. No, God ain't going to do that. I'm sorry, he's not dragging any one of us to heaven. If we want to know him, the same way if someone said to you, this is worth a million pounds, go and find it. You should be doing that because I'm sure your eternal salvation is worth more than a million pounds. So it says the same way, if you are trying to find the truth, you should be seeking it like you would seek hidden treasure. You should be seeking it like you're seeking a million pounds because it's worth much more than that. It's worth much more than that. It says the spirit of God impresses the truth on the heart. What do you think happens, guys? What do you think happens when the Holy Spirit impresses the truth on someone's heart? What do you think happens? There's two things that can happen, right? There's two things that can happen. When the Holy Spirit impresses the truth on your heart, meaning the belief in God, you belong to God, you were bought with a price. When someone is impressed the truth on their heart, there are two things that can happen. What do you think they are? What do you think they are? <laughs> what do you think they are? You can actually break down it. Uncle- <laughs> do you know what, James? I had a I had a conversation with someone about that yesterday. I had a conversation about that yesterday. The Holy Spirit comes into your life. Remember when you first, when you first maybe found about God, when you first heard about God, right? There are two things that can happen. You are either going to do what? Obey. 
Remember, it says you either obey the truth or you're going to reject it. There are only two things that can happen. There are only two things that can happen. You either obey, you listen to the truth or you object it or you defer it or you ignore it. Guys, that's 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 as simple as it gets. We can't, as people looking on to this situation, we can't do anything about it. It's up to the Holy Spirit to enlighten the heart, show the person what they need to do, where they need to go. But it's up to the individual themselves, whether they actually accept it. So you can either accept the truth or you can reject it. It says the gospel is called the power of God onto salvation because God alone can make the truth a power which sanctifies the soul. He alone can render the cross of Christ triumphant. Yeah, the gospel called the power of God onto salvation because God alone can make the truth a power which sanctifies the soul. He alone can render the cross of Christ triumphant. We have two choices. We can either be purified or we can either be unpurified. We can either be made whole or we can stay broken. There are two choices, guys, and we are only purified. We are only restored when we accept the truth in Christ. We are only restored then. We are only restored then. Okay, so it says Christ would elevate and refine man's mind, purifying it from all dross, that he may appreciate the love that is without a parallel. Through repentance, faith and good works, he may perfect a righteous character and claim through the merits of Christ, the privileges of the Son of God. The principles of divine truth received and cherished in the heart will carry us to a height of moral excellence that we have not deemed it possible for us to reach. It says, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. How do we find this, guys? How? How do we find this, guys? It says through repentance. Through repentance, through faith, through good works, he may perfect a righteous character. Through us, repenting of our sins, giving that to God, asking for forgiveness, through faith, through the trials we go through, through the obstacles we go through and still going, through the good works, through us literally listening to the Holy Spirit and doing as we are told through obedience, we create, or not we, he creates this perfect character in us, guys, and claim through the merits of Christ the privileges 
of the sons of God, the principles of divine truth received and cherished in the heart will carry us to a height of moral excellence that we have not deemed it possible for us to reach. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Holiness of heart and purity of life were the great subjects of the teachings of Christ. What? Holiness of heart, purity of life. These are the great subjects in his Sermon on the Mount. After specifying what must be done in order to be blessed and what must not be done, he says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. How do we achieve perfection? The perfection comes from repentance, from faith, from good works, from the change of character. The perfect change of character, guys. This is how we become perfect. It says perfection, holiness. Nothing short of this would give them success in carrying out the principles he had given them. And this was highlighted. You know, I love my mum. <laughs> I love my mum, guys, because she's highlighted stuff in here. I've underlined stuff in here. But it never gets old. It never gets old, guys. It says without this holiness, the human heart is selfish, sinful and vicious. And let me not even go there. Let me not even go there. But we have to, you know, when people say that the fruits, the fruits of someone's behavior is how you know them. You will know them by their fruits. It says without holiness. What is your heart like? It is selfish. It is sinful. It is vicious. Vicious, you know. (laughs) Vicious, guys. Holiness will lead its possessor to be fruitful and abound in all good works. Not some good works, not a few good works. Holiness will make you fruitful and you will be in abundance of good works, everything you touch will be good. It says he will never become weary in well-doing, neither look for promotion in this world, but he will look forward to be promoted by the majesty of heaven. When he shall exalt his sanctified and holy ones to his throne, Holiness of heart will produce right actions, guys. Holiness of heart will produce right actions. As God is pure in his fear, so man is to be pure in his. We can't go near a pure God. <laughs> we can't go near a pure, holy God and be selfish, sinful and vicious. We can't go near a pure, holy God without repentance, without faith, without doing good works and having a perfect, righteous character. We can't go before God without Christ because he is the one 
who purifies us. He's the one who changes our characters. It says, as God is pure in his sphere, so man is to be pure in his, and he will be pure if Christ is formed within. How do we become pure, guys? Through Jesus Christ. He has to be in our hearts. He has to be formed within our hearts. He is the hope of glory, for he will imitate Christ's life and reflect his character. Who will imitate Christ's life and reflect his character? We will. We will. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We get to heaven because when we get to heaven, guys, after going through this purification process, after being made pure, after having this character change, we get through those pearly gates because when we go near this pure, holy God, we too are pure. We too have been made holy. We are not going to heaven in our sinful stained garments. We are going to be covered by the garments of Christ. It says the princely dignity of the Christian character will shine forth as the sun and the beams of light from the face of Christ will be reflected upon those who have purified themselves, even as he is pure. Purity of heart will lead to purity of life. Amen. Listen, (laughs) you will know them by their fruits, guys. You will know them by their fruits because it's very simple. You cannot, you cannot fake pretty. Is it, is it fake? What is it called? You can't fake. I can't remember where it is. Anyway, you can't fake it. You can't fake it, guys. Yeah, you can't fake when if you're selfish, you can't hide that. If you are sinful, you can't hide that. If you're vicious, your heart is vicious. It will spew out. It will show out. It will show out. You can't hide these things. And the thing is, we can't do it on our own. We cannot do any of this on our own. We can't sit there and be like, oh, let me put it out there in the universe that this is going to change my life. No, if you're selfish, if you are sinful, if you're vicious heart, you can't change that yourself. You need Christ. You need a savior because it says the very hope in him, obedience to him, following his will purifies you, gives you hope makes you holy. The very connection you have with him will do all of it. Will do all of it. 